Welcome to the I Know a Thing podcast. This is Kat. I'm a roller derby jammer from Tennessee with five kids. And if you want to make me happy, buy me a plane ticket literally anywhere. This is Kelly. I'm a holiday decor guru from SoCal. I'm a PTSA mom of three girls and I'm obsessed with reality TV. This is Lauren. I'm a marketing consultant and real estate investor from New York. I have two kids and I thrive on researching the hell out of everything. Hey, Kat. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm chugging along. Yeah? <laughs> you liking the, the heat in Seattle? I love the heat. I'm from the South. I need some heat. Like the, the rain, the cold is great in the winter, but mm-hmm. when we hit springtime, I'm like, Sunshine, sunshine's nice. Yeah, a little bit. It's nice. As a long little as bit of sweat. Nice sweat. As long as you have AC, which <laughs> yes, I was reading in Seattle that they are now building houses with AC in them. Miracle. Yes, we is. we put ours in a year ago, and mm-hmm. no no regrets. <laughs> Seriously, I took a nap this week. It was ninety degrees outside. I took a nap on my couch with a blanket. Prior prior ninety degree day in Seattle with no air conditioning, and I would be like. I don't know, laying in the yard with my kids spraying me with a hose that I, I just can't relax. So, oh my gosh, come, come well, to my house if you need some AC this summer. <laughs> no <laughs> kidding. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we actually, so the year that Alex was born, so we were here in 2009, they had mm-hmm. that, the fir- like probably one of the first huge heat waves. Oh, we weren't here yet. Okay. okay. Yeah. It was miserable and we had no AC and were I Were you pregnant? I, no, I had just had a baby. I just oh, had her. But meanwhile, I was yeah. on maternity leave and I thought- Gosh, I really wish I was in the office. <laughs> this <laughs> yeah. is miserable. So I said, never again. Our neighbors completely made fun of us. They were like, oh, you guys are wimps. You're from the East Coast. Joke's on you now. Exactly. Hashtag climate change. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no kidding. It's hot here now. It you is. just can't. Yeah. It is. Oh, you need AC. Yeah. So, oh my gosh. So today's topic is very interesting. Um, so remember we were talking about the shortage of prescription medicine? Vividly. Yes. Vividly. Okay. It affected my household. Yes. Yes. Okay. Like especially, um, you know, ADHD meds, anxiety mm-hmm. meds, um, all that stuff that mm-hmm. certain people, you know, really need yeah. to, to keep going every day. Um, so I had been trying to figure out like, what is the real reason for this lack of meds? Like, why do I go to the pharmacy every time and- they don't know how much they have. They don't know when they're going to get it in. They're calling, you know, other stores. Um, and oh, so, yeah. yeah, those poor pharmacists, I, they call oh. and they're like, I'm sorry. Like they sound like, just like they, they're down. They're just down and out. They're like, listen, we don't have the meds. We don't know when we're going to get at the this meds. Point, they're, they're like expecting to get yelled at. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. That's, I, when when can we get can we, yeah and they're they're probably well, like we don't um, know i need the depression meds more than because <laughs> i get yelled at all yes oh yeah so it was originally being blamed on supply chain issues has every everything right? in 2021 2022 supply chain yes supply chain yes. yes none of it has resolved itself yet so um so you know that i i just felt like you know that's not that's not the greatest excuse at this point right we're three right. years in from the right. pandemic so Interestingly, the Wall Street Journal did a podcast the uh, last week, which was, uh, you know, I was a little disappointed because I had been doing all this research and then they, you know, they decided. Damn you, Wall Street. (laughs) They're going to come out with the story first. But I was listening to it and they have been blaming it on the um, 
increase in telehealth appointments. Ah, yes. So easier access to okay. ADHD, anxiety meds. Um, it used to be that there was a rule that you had to, there was a law, the Ryan Hate Act, mm -hmm. where you had to go to a doctor's office to get these meds. And then when the pandemic hit in 2020, um, they suspended it in order so that people, you know, who couldn't, you know, get into an office would be able to get their medicine. Mm -hmm. um, and you have experience with telehealth. So tell, oh, yeah. us, tell us a little bit about how that works. Yeah, I, well, I am a dietitian, so it's, I'm not prescribing meds or saving lives, but <laughs> yeah, I've done telehealth, uh, ironically, since March 12th, 2020, uh, before I knew there was a pandemic, but right. hey, good field to be in. Yeah, that was <laughs> um, good timing. Yeah, so I've done telehealth since then. Uh, I love it. I feel like, and and we were talking about this before, but it's like it can be inclusive in the fact that people that um, have disabilities can get to, you know, it's like it's difficult to get to a clinic or if you live in rural areas, it's, it's hard to get to a clinic. But if you have telehealth, it's very inclusive as far as like, I don't have to leave the house. This would have been great when I was a foster parent and had like three toddlers in the house and still had to drag all of them to Seattle Children's every three months for like follow-up appointments. Mm -hmm. However, no bitterness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's fine. We survived. But yeah, I, I love and I love telehealth. Also, it's like, you know, kind of keeping in mind that it also can be exclusive because not everybody has a smartphone. Not everybody has a laptop with Zoom or Teams or whatever on it. So, you know, it kind of is that fine line of it's it's an inclusive, exclusive thing. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I don't I don't know. But yeah, we've done we've done both. We've done in-person and telehealth follow up visits for um, controlled substances, you know, ADHD meds. Yep. And I, I kind of, I'm going to say, I kind of like it. I like being able to like my kid comes home from school and we hop onto a telehealth visit. It's 10 minutes and then they can go to their sport. Yeah. But also I get the point of, yeah, that kind of like, it kind of like blurs the line of, yeah. Well, especially it's fine if they have a diagnosis, right? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. But what, what um, this other podcast was talking about is people who don't have a diagnosis would be able to take this very simple eight question, you know, questionnaire. Um, we all know, know what like, the answers are too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, and, and, and the, the person they interviewed on there, you know, she, she was using it um, for a, an eating disorder. So, you know, we all know mm -hmm. that the, the ADHD meds sometimes curbs your appetite. Yeah. So she was using it for that purpose, but she said, you know, she basically, had to fill out a form that was like, do you lose things often? You know, can you complete a task on time? Can you, you know, or have you lost focus during a project? And she knows what to, how to answer those right. questions. And then, you know, you get the prescription. Immediately. Yeah. Immediately. And so the interesting thing about these controlled substances that I didn't know is that um, there is a limit on how much the pharmaceutical companies can produce per year. So if the demand for it gets bigger, you know, the pie stays the same. And so it becomes a lot more difficult yeah. to get the medicine. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's great for, for people that need it. <laughs> right. I know. I don't know who's yeah. like making the, you know, who's making those decisions. But anyway, it is what it is. But the thing that I found super interesting when I was looking into this um, more deeply is that there's also a situation where um, that has come about because of the prescription opioid crisis. Right. So, um, you know, there's this bucket of medicines called controlled substances, and there's a lot of them. They're, oh, they're yeah. in it. Anxiety, pain meds, you know. More ADHD, and more. <laughs> more and more. Yeah. yeah. And so um, 
after this opioid crisis, the DEA, which is the Drug Enforcement Agency, decided to set limits on how much could be produced and distributed. And so based on what though, like how well, do they know how many people need it? Well, that's that's, that's, that's it. the that's the gray area. Right. So nobody's looking at the supply and demand issues, yeah. obviously. Um, and so people who actually need these drugs, who are not abusing them, like Xanax, Adderall, methylphenidate, um, mm -hmm. Ritalin, are unable to get them. And so what, what basically happened is the DEA decided, all right, we're going to punish the, the drug distributors because they turned a blind eye during the opioid Fair. epidemic. Yeah. <laughs> so basically what happened is pharmacies were over-ordering these things and um, no one was regulating it. They were just supplying them. So yeah. then people who were, who were addicted were getting these medicines and abusing them. So, you know, as a, as a way to, as retribution, they basically said, okay, we're going to put limits on how much you can distribute distributors. So companies like, um, let's see, McKesson, Amersource Virgin, uh, Ameris, sorry, Amerisource Virgin and Cardinal Health. Those are the main mm -hmm. distributors, um, can only have a certain amount of controlled substances that they distribute to pharmacies. Okay. Yeah. But the issue is these limits are secret. Yeah. So the pharmacists are kind of just like, we don't know how much we have. Because we'll they, try to fill it. Exactly. We'll see if we can. If not, good luck with that. And yeah, like we were just talking about um, last time we were hanging out, uh, as moms with children on ADHD medication, you feel like you're just like hopping around to all the different pharmacies being like, oh, hey, um, are you sure you don't have this? Uh, maybe yeah. check behind the counter. Uh, we, don't, we just need, we need a 36 milligram, but like, we'll take a, we'll take a 27. You got any 27s? It's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be that person, but I'm going to be that person if I got to be that person. Right. You know, we're trying to take care of children here right. that need this to get through the school day. Right. Yeah. yeah. And you have a legitimate need, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. you know, we're all yelling at the pharmacists and stuff. You know, I just, I'm the worst offender on that one. <laughs> like I, I have not been super patient with them. Um, but it turns out that, so now you've got, you've got the DEA who's punishing the distributors. Then you have the distributors who don't, don't want to be penalized anymore. Yeah. You know, they want to pay, they pay like all sorts of damages, millions, hundreds of millions of damages. Mm -hmm. So they don't want to be penalized. So what they do is they say, okay, we're going to put these secret limits in place for the pharmacies. The pharmacy has no idea what their limit is. They don't know when they're going to reach it. That's bananas. It's okay. crazy. All right. So all of a sudden, you know, the distributor says, oh, you're over your monthly supply. So you're not going to get any more. But the pharmacy doesn't know what the, what the limit is. So they have no, they have no way to plan for it, you know, for like supply and demand. There's no right. way to plan for it. Um, so what ends up happening is you, then you go to the pharmacy and they they say, I, I don't know what I'm going to get it in because I have no idea. Mm -hmm. And so I felt like this was sort of the best kept secret ever. Um, and, and the pharmacies don't even tell you that. Like, I'm surprised they don't say, they just say, we don't, of, we, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> They're probably just sick of it. Yeah. I would be too. Totally. Yeah. So, I mean, the interesting thing is that, you know, these pharmacies can request increases in their threshold of this secret limit that they have, but that takes time. So yeah, it comes in handy, but it's like, I tried to fill one of my kids, um, methylphenidates or ADHD medications mm -hmm. and kept getting texts like every week, still not in. We don't know when it'll be here. Still not in. Mm -hmm. da, 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 da. 
And then finally, like I, I went, wandered around to all the different pharmacies in town and finally got some. Mm-hmm. And then I just got a refill. So I'm like, I'll just send it to our normal pharmacy and see what happens. And immediately got a text that it was filled. So it's like, you just don't know. And mm-hmm. that's part of the problem is it's like, am I going to get it? I don't know. Let's just try and see. Huh. Yeah, it's like <laughs> a crapshoot. Yeah. So interestingly, some pharmacists are finding other solutions. So mm. there's an independent pharmacist near Seattle. We're gonna have to don't him. share his name. I will not. <laughs> I will not. But what he said he does. So because some of these patients are like cancer patients and they need pain medicine and these drugs are in that same controlled substances bucket. You yeah, know? that's. It's bananas, horrible. So yeah. they can't get their pain meds. So he'll get he'll get a smaller quantity of double strength pills yeah. and then he cuts them in half. Yeah. Yeah. Which is actually brilliant. Like I'm not sure what the ethics are with that, but I who cares? Like, I mean it works. It if it works, it works. Yeah. I and mean, what's the difference? You know? Um so I feel like the this you know, this like category of controlled substances is just way too broad. Um and the harder it is to get the more shady shit goes on behind the scenes, yeah, right? Because exactly. people need them regardless of whether or not they're available. So it's like, I don't know. It's kind of one of those things. Like, it's great that they're controlled because people do abuse them, but also like, oh yeah, but if it's impossible for people that actually need them to get, then you're going to start with some of the shady business yeah. <laughs> in order to get them. Right. So. If you need the pay meds, you know, I mean, what, like you have surgery or you have cancer, like, what are you going to do? You have to, you know, I mean... It's just unethical not to give people who absolutely need it. Um, But like my other question to you is, I mean, since we're talking about ADHD, I feel like the, the increase, there's such an increase in the diagnoses of ADHD over Mm -hmm. the years, right? Like back when we were young, I think people would have just said, oh, they just have a lot of energy. (laughs) They'll, They'll grow out of it. Yeah. And I'm sure there were people back They're then. They're a little hyper. That, yeah. I mean, my dad said, he's like, you know, he said, I had a, yeah, I was like crawling up walls on top of furniture. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I have it or I don't, but, you know, I just sort of yeah. muddled around like my it, father-in-law, like the, the nicest human to ever exist, literally got sent to military school <laughs> because he had ADHD, but he, you know, wasn't diagnosed with it and just had a lot of energy (laughs) to expend and so i'm like you you were sent to military school like cool okay like it's a miracle that i wasn't but yeah it's it's interesting because i have had kids that clearly don't have adhd where a couple of like either teachers or whatever were like oh maybe they've got adhd just as like a oh maybe they just don't like to sit still for (laughs) six hours a day kind Mm -hmm. of situation so yeah 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 it's kind of crazy so i don't i will i keep it's like a chicken and egg thing like i don't know if people always had ADHD and it just wasn't diagnosed or if it's to the point where like everybody has it to some degree and it's just a degree to which you have it or if it's just not even really a thing you know it's just like a personality thing where you're like I just can't concentrate and I can't you know I don't want to sit here you know I'm not made to sit in school for six hours a day yeah um but the thing that was interesting with the Wall Street Journal podcast is they talked about college students abusing um these focus meds, mm-hmm. which when I was in college, I mean, at least to my knowledge, I didn't know anybody doing that. Yeah. I don't know if it's like a new Same. thing. I was clueless if it was happening. Yeah. I, yeah. So, um, but I could, I could see where, you know, if you really need to concentrate or you're pulling an all nighter, why 
someone might yeah. be drawn to that. There's a um, Desperate Housewives episode on this where they like go, one of the moms goes to a park and uh, like a teenager comes and sells her drugs so that she can stay on top of all the housework and oh like the gosh. kids shit and all that stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> it's a good one. It's like one of the very first uh, Desperate Housewives. I don't, I don't know which episode, but they were yeah. really good in the beginning. The Desperate, I the first, it. the first seasons were fabulous. Yes. I feel like I need to go back I kind of kind of want to watch it again. Okay, so we'll watch that episode together, maybe. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Yeah, but yeah, I'm like, I mean, I definitely see where there's room for abuse, but and and there's a need for like control, but mm. also like if somebody needs a medication and they can't get it, that's a whole other problem. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Not that I'm here to present a solution <laughs> by no, any means. Any of that. I don't know. I mean, anything that's run by the government, you know how I feel about that. So. <laughs> not, that not that efficient, but you know, it is what it is. But yeah, so I don't know whether that 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 law that was in place is, you know, whether you can still get this stuff online. I think you can. Probably. Yeah. I mean, telehealth is pretty prevalent. Yeah. Still, I think it, it's not going to go away. It's only going to get... It's only more bigger. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I do feel like we've been told over and over again that there's the reason for the shortage is an increase in demand and supply issues. Yeah, like how long does that take to fix? Exactly. Just make more. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. I just, I kind of feel like this, these, these pharmacies are, you know, between a rock and a hard place where they can't, they can't source it because they're not able to get it because the distributors won't give it to them. Because yeah. the government won't let the streamers do it. So it's like this thing. So what we're trying to say is. What we're trying to say is we are going to go in and we're going to fix this problem. <laughs> I'm just going to like try to fill the prescription every month. And like if I get it, yay. And if not, okay. okay. Then yeah. I'm going to spend 24 hours driving around town to different pharmacies and Correct. figure it out. We None of us have anything better to do as moms. You know, yeah. Than to I've just... got so much free time. Correct. <laughs> yes. Yes. Agree. Okay, well, so we, we clearly just fixed the problem. We fixed the problem, <laughs> or we let all of you know what the real deal is. So do not yell at your pharmacists. It is Don't not yell their at fault. the pharmacists. Bless their hearts. Yell at, yell at the drug manufacturers raking in millions. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Correct. Yeah, that's a whole other podcast, though. It yep. is. Yeah. Cool. Well, until next time. Thanks for listening. Until next time, this is I Know a Thing, a podcast by ordinary moms exploring what we find curious.